Welcome to episode 17 of the Full Armor of Game with myself, Adam from Texting Prince and Zar Danya. In today's episode, we got a little uh, special treat for you. We're going to take you through Zar's dating journey from dud to stud. How did it happen? All of that. We're going to go into different questions and just give you guys a uh, little a little behind the scenes of how he started and how he got to where he's at now. So this will be a fun one to listen to. Strap in. You bring the crowns and heads of conquered kings to my city steps. You insult my queen. You threaten my people with slavery and death. This is Sparta! Put on the whole armor of game. And is just a quick update. We have finalized our dates for our next five-week combined coaching program that it'll either be January 3rd, Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. PST, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, or January 7th, which is Sunday nights at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 10 p.m. Eastern Time. We're talking to guys that are interested to try to get the best date available that works for most men. And we'll we'll cover this a little bit more uh, in the middle of the podcast for those of you that are still interested in joining that. We'll give you more of those details. But let's get right into it. So, Czar, tell me about your early life with dating experience it could be as far back as middle school high school just when you started to recognize dating how did that go for you and give us some kind of your age range around that time uh so we have context so when i moved into suburbia white suburbia it was during the seventh grade that's when a lot of things changed i didn't know any game i wasn't popular no one knew me but being the new kid at school a lot of girls notice you. It's the new kid, good looking, he's got the blue eyes. Everyone's talking about you, right? I fumbled so many girls during that time in middle school because I just didn't have game. I didn't know how to talk to them. I was the typical nice guy, the beta male barnacle, always trying to please women, appease them, put them up on a pedestal, treat them nice, be extra caring, extra gentleman-like, and I realized the guys that were good with women weren't doing any of that. So I started learning the game very young because I wanted women. I was always the dork, the nerd, the smart kid. And girls would basically use me to help them get their homework done. Certain projects, the beautiful girls that I wanted, but I learned they wanted nothing to do with me. They were just taking advantage of me and using me. And that was the worst feeling in the world. Being rejected ending up in the friend zone, not knowing how to talk to girls. I remember I went to my first party. This was in high school. I was a sophomore. And this one girl who was beautiful, she was a smoke show. She approaches me and she's never seen me before. And she said, wow, you're really cute. Who are you? I've never seen you before. Me not knowing game, my best line was this. And, you got, and you're going you're gonna to get creeped out by this, Prince. You guys listening as well. 
my reply to her calling me cute was, so you want to go downstairs and get to know each other a little bit better? It was so cringe. It was so cringe. We've all been there before. I creeped her out so bad. But the caveat to that is once I began learning game, working out, bettering myself, my senior year in high school, I actually hooked up with that same girl finally. And she actually wanted to be with me. So that's the turnaround men can make. Okay. You might fumble in the beginning, but if they notice the change in your status, the way you carry yourself, you're working out, you look better, other women are starting to find you attractive, automatically that same girl that rejected you will also find you attractive once again. Okay. So I started putting the puzzle pieces together when I started learning game from the mystery method. We've all heard of the mystery method, the pickup artist during that era. Everyone was talking about them. I got their book. This was before YouTube was big, but you could still find his YouTube videos. Okay. I started writing everything down. I started printing out everything he was teaching men and I started implementing certain tools that he was teaching men. Okay. The neg theory, how to demonstrate higher value through stories, you know, the whole nine. And that started working when I actually had a routine going into picking up girls and we had to approach girls back then. We didn't have dating apps. We didn't have social media. So you had to grab your nuts and go and approach a beautiful girl. You had to learn how to talk to them. And the club scene was big during this time. Going out to social events was very big. So you had to learn how to cold approach. Okay, you had to learn how to get a kiss close. You had to learn how to pick up girls when they were in groups and pick out the girl that you wanted and isolate her. Nowadays, I think the biggest issue with men is they're too scared to approach girls and to talk to them because they live in the comfort behind a screen, dating apps, social media. But the tongue is the only tool that gets sharper with every use. I learned that very quickly. The more I used my tongue talking to people and communicating, the better I became at communicating, at talking. And I was lucky because after the mystery method and the pickup artist. Wait, era, so let me let me let's give context yeah. to the guys here. I also actually that was one of the first books I read as well, the mystery method. Uh, but when you talked about you were consciously learning game and all that, like you mentioned the mystery method. What age were you at this time? Was this still high school? Was this college? Was it after college? So this was during high school. Is, is this when you were like a, I was an a upperclassman? A senior. Yeah. Okay. So senior. I was a senior going into So around college. 17 or 18 years old, basically. So I was I was 18, nine year, 19 years old. 18, 19 years old. Okay. And then when I turned 20, was about 20 years old, 21, I found David D'Angelo his cocky and funny stuff, which matched my personality. That changed my entire game once I got his book, Triple Your Dating, and I started learning about female nature. Not through experience, but through reading what they had to teach you. This was before Red Pill was huge. Okay, so he taught you that women are all attracted to a man in control. They all want the man who's in control. Once you give your power away to women, once you let women start controlling you, it's game over. Okay. That was David D'Angelo. 
and saying cocky and funny things, making bold statements, because he explained how just being cocky is very unattractive. Just being funny, now you look like a dancing monkey. You're a goofball. You're that entertainment for this girl. But if you combine the two, being cocky and funny, that works wonders. And I started testing it out. So one cocky and funny line I still use to this day is, smile, it's the second best thing you can do with your lips. Right? I say that to a girl that, it's hard to say that to a girl you don't know now, but 10 years ago, 12, you could have gotten away with saying that. Now you have to be careful until you actually like get to know her a little bit. Then you can say that to her. Another line was if she's wearing something tight, wow, for my afterlife, I want to come back as of those pants you're wearing. Right? Something cocky and funny. And girls would start eating that up, but it was the way I said it. And I realized that this matches my persona. Like this is my personality. So I want you guys to pick what matches your personality, what matches your persona. Okay? So David D'Angelo was a straight up G when I learned his game. And if you guys don't know who he is, YouTube him. Watch his videos. He still has short clips that are on YouTube. And you will learn game from just watching him alone. But when I really started mastering the game was working at a fitness center during this time as well from age 16 to age 21. So I was there for five years. And working at this major fitness center before it was even erect as they were starting to build it, I was working the front desk. So you can imagine... How many women I had to talk to, how many people I had to talk to. We were the forefront and I was constantly working there. I stayed there for five years. So I knew all the members. I knew all the women, all the employees. Slowly, I started learning game and female nature through experience. I started learning through experience when I was observing everything the women were doing. And I have some fascinating stories in that fitness center alone. Some very so good you stories. When you were learning about this, because I, I you know I had a similar experience. I David D'Angelo is also a guy that I early on uh, listened to. But as you were going through this, was it mostly eBooks? Were you watching YouTube videos? And when you were doing that, what was going through your mind? Were you writing things down, or were you just piecing together what they said and kind of remembering back to how women treated you in the past and piecing it together, or? You know, hearing that stuff and then looking at guys that were good with women and going, oh, they are doing that. Like, how how are you how are you combining what you were learning with what you're observing to actually give you something practical to use? So when I was in school, I was observing how the popular kids were good with women. How are they getting all these girls? Because it wasn't even their looks per se, but it was their attitude, their status. So I knew right then and there. Women find that attractive. Your attitude, the way you carry yourself, your status. Okay. When I was learning game through the pickup artists and through David D'Angelo, I was taking notes and they had certain websites, pickup artist websites for game. And I was printing out every single material I could find. I still have that notebook with all the material in there. Some of it is cringe now because you always have to adapt. Times have changed because if you use those same routines now, majority of the times it's not going to work anymore. Okay. There comes a time in a, in the man's life where you have to throw out the book, throw out the material you learned, and you have to become a natural. This is who I am with everything you learn. But it was always best going in, having a plan, 
than not having a plan at all when you were picking up girls, whether there were canned openers, canned routines, telling bullshit stories that demonstrated higher value, whatever it was, I always went in with routine. Okay. And once you become good at that and you notice patterns that women display, you throw out the material, you throw out the books, and now you do this naturally. But I learned the game from working at this fitness center and watching the magic unfold. That's what I did. I started enhancing my personality. And another thing I learned that's very attractive is pre-selection. I learned, I learned this during my fitness center days working at the front desk as a receptionist. When you have pre-selection, and by that I mean the women that wanted me, they would show up to the gym, they would hang around the front desk, flirting with me, talking to me. Other women noticed that. The employees noticed that. Other women noticed that. So they wanted a piece of the pie too now. That's when I learned how powerful pre-selection is. Okay. And it goes back to the popular kids in school. When other girls want you, automatically you are much more attractive in women's eyes. Their attraction heightens for you. It raises. And I believe that's biological because the alpha males, since the dawn of time, nearly every woman was attracted to them. Now, other women wanted them. Okay? There's a direct correlation. The more women that want you, the more women that are going to be attracted to you. That's why they love celebrities. They love famous people. It's not so much the fame, but it's the fact that so many other women are attracted to them. The rock stars. Okay? The musicians. The actors. That's a very powerful effect. Women want what every other woman wants. And I would have girls come, to, come into the gym. This was when I was about... 20 years old, 21, this was like the peak of me finally learning the game. They would come in with a boyfriend to work out. I would greet the girl. She would smile and say hi to me. Within two weeks after they break up, she was hanging out with me. And this would happen periodically. And I noticed that the less I cared, the bolder the statements I made, the more pre-selection I had, the more women wanted me. They would show up to the gym late at night to not even work out just to see me, just to sleep with me. And it was crazy. And I've had married women cheat on their husbands. That's how I learned about female nature. You could be the most angelic looking woman and they still cheated. That's what really hit me. And I said, damn, like a lot of women operate on the same patterns, on the same levels that they get attracted to. Yeah, with the guy that gets it. Um... The guy that gets it. So part of what you talked about before about, you know, trying things that you were learning and adapting, um, I kind of look at it almost like to guys that are really learning this new stuff, because I look at it like a comedian, comedians think about jokes and they think they might be funny, play them out in their head, write them down, and then they go in front of a live audience and they don't always hit perfectly. Sometimes they say a joke and by the audience reaction, they go, oh, crap, that was not how I perceived it was going to be I got to get rid of that and I, I will not use that in my next routine and now I got to figure out on the fly how to um, best interact with this audience in your experience of trying some of these new things do you have any moments where you tried something and automatically you know like like oh shoot that didn't go that did not go as planned and how did you respond when it happened that's a great question. So when you're coming up with new material, you have to see if it works. 
So sometimes the lines you had didn't work, whether it was the way you said it or just the line in general, the way it's constructed. So I'll give you a great example. I'll never forget this moment where this one member comes into the gym, this young girl that was attracted to me. She brought in her best friend as a guest. Her best friend was a little, a little cuckoo. She was a little loco. Okay. I could tell right off the bat. And she said something. I wanted to try this new cocky and funny line. And I replied with, you know, they make places, uh, they make places for people like you. It's called the insane asylum as a joke, right? Come to find out she started crying. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> it was like, that wasn't even that bad, right? I was trying to tease her and Come to find out, she actually did just leave a psych ward. <laughs> so oh, it really, yeah. yeah. So it was like a slap in the face for her. And then, thank God, her friend liked me so much. She's like, "Oh, don't worry about her." You know, when a girl's attracted to you, she'll have your back, right? Even though that's her best friend. She's like, "Yeah, don't worry. She just left a psych ward. It's okay. You know, don't don't take it to heart." So certain lines, you know, don't work. Like if you get slapped in the face or you're making a girl cry, either you're not saying it right or you're being a little too cocky and funny. You're being a little too asshole-ish. You're being too much of an asshole. Okay. So, but that's what life is about. You learn through your experiences. Whatever doesn't work, you could tweak it or throw it out the window and use another line until you adapt the mindset of having all these lines set up for any shit test that a woman throws at you. Because women's patterns are universal. I learned that as well. So as long as you have some canned lines that you use with almost every girl, you're good. It works. Okay. You always need to be five steps ahead. So I give men this example, right? If you fail a shit test or you tell yourself, you know what, man, I didn't play that right. How should I have played that when the girl said this to me? I always thought about that on the way back or when I was at home. I'm like, how should I have played that? And I would write it down. Next time a girl says this to me, I got it. Like, this is what I'm going to reply with. You want to be like a double barrel shotgun. You always want to be loaded, good to go. Okay. You want to have bullets in the chamber. You don't want to be the guy that gets flustered. You act emotional because it's game over. They have you. Or you're the guy that, that doesn't know what to say and you're being offended. And I've lost women like that, especially when there's a group of women. Because when women are in groups, they're going to test you even more if they find you attractive. So you better be ready to handle that because back in the day, I flustered and I lost all of them. Now they know, oh, it was just a facade. You're not really that dude you claim like you claim you are. Okay. So you men have to be able to remain calm, cool, collected and have lines that you are prepared to say back as a comeback. Not in a dick way, but being cocky and funny, indifference. So I'll uh, give you an example, because I want okay. men to understand this, okay? When I was talking to this one attractive girl in college, we were in a group with other girls that we had the same class with. We'd be studying for a quiz. I noticed that these girls would start testing me even more, even with the girl that was attracted to me and that I was attracted to that I was hooking up with. She would also get in on it. So this one girl said, oh, you probably have a little penis, I have a canned reply for that as well because I've been through that. So my reply was, actually, it is small. It's the size of a Tic Tac. At least it'll freshen your breath, though. Now all the girls start laughing. That's what I mean. You want to be prepared because they will shit test you like that. When women are in groups collectively, man, 
their guard is down. They feel more protected. So now they're going to test you even more. Okay. They're not threatened. So at what age, and I have a follow-up question to this. So just the first time you thought, man, I'm good. Like I'm good with women. Like at what age did you actually kind of like look around and go, dang, I'm good at this. I'm I, I'm good with women. I hate to say it. It's going to sound very evil. But when I started sleeping with married women back in the day, that people would consider them to never cheat on their husbands, like beautiful, angelic women, right? Who had it all. They had the support from their husbands. They had the money. They had everything they could ask for and stealing girlfriends away. Because to me, that was the biggest challenge. That was the biggest challenge. I wanted to see like, can I get this girl to cheat? For some reason, I got satisfaction out of that because I wanted to see how tight my game was, right? Can I get this girl to cheat? Can I get this married woman to cheat? That was back in the day. Of course, but like, how young, old were dumb, you? Like, I was, at... I was 20 years old. Okay. So about 20 is when you're kind of like, okay, I'm pretty good at this stuff. That's when I slept with my first MILF who was married. Okay. At, so now, because I know there's processes to this. I remember like every year I got better and better. I, I thought I was the man. And then the next year I was like, man, I sucked last year compared to this year. So I, I kept thinking I was like, knew it all. Then something would happen. I'm like, okay, wow, there's more to learn. Um, After that point, when you were kind of like, I'm good with women, what is there a lesson or a heartbreak or something you experience where you're like, oh, crap, I got more to learn. Yeah. My first relationship with my first love when I was 20 years old, 20 going on to 21, my first relationship. And I thought I was good with women. I knew everything about them until you get in a relationship with the girl you truly love. That's when I that's when I realized I need more help. I need to was learn it, more about relationships. Was it because, I mean, looking back on it, was it because you played it differently with this girl because you cared more about her and you weren't doing exactly. the things that you had, you were in, you had the love goggles on? Exactly. Because so what think, did you learn? What did you learn from that? So I learned not to make these same mistakes I did. I was very insecure. I said things like, oh, we don't spend enough time together to try to put her in her place and basically... I would threaten I would threaten to leave her and I really wasn't but it was all an act and a facade and you can only cry wolf her so many times until she just slowly started to pull back and realize you know what I'm not that confident man that she first met in the beginning I started getting very insecure I started having fear of losing her that she was going to meet someone better than me but in the beginning when I didn't care at all, that's when she was chasing me. Because girls that are young, you got to understand, this girl was 18 years old at the time. Okay, she was 18 years old. So these young girls, what do we tell you? The more narcissistic you are, the more alpha, the more they want you, the more they chase you. So when I didn't care about her in the beginning, I was canceling dates with her. She would start crying. She was chasing me. But the second I started caring about her and doing all this simp beta shit, and saying things like, we don't spend enough time together chasing her, I lost her. I realized that was my biggest mistake. I was giving off feminine energy. And I believe a lot of guys get weak when they get in a relationship with the woman they care about. And if you don't respect the rules of the game, the game is going to disrespect you. You have to obey the rules of the game.
whether you're in a relationship, picking up women, attracting women, seducing women. Okay. I got one more question for you before we will talk a little bit about uh, the coaching program and then we'll get back into I have a few more to end with as well. Um, if you, Zar, could take a time machine back to early high school Zar and you could tell him two things, one would be what not to do with women and one to be what should you do with women to help old Zar what would you say? What would be a piece of advice to not do with women? What would be one that you could say, this is something that you should remember about women or do with women? Yeah. So the first thing is stop idealizing women. You look at a beautiful girl and you ask yourself, how can I get in a relationship with her? How can I make her my girlfriend? Okay. That is the wrong mentality. That's the wrong attitude. It never got me a girl. Instead, go, go into that interaction as being that cool, laid back dude who doesn't need her. You have an abundance mindset. You can get other women. Okay? Let her ask you for the relationship. Let her idealize being with you. And I would have never gotten a relationship at such a young age in high school. Okay? Learn the game. Don't get into a relationship. Don't get a girlfriend when you're at that young age because it is fucking pointless. It is. It's pointless. Okay? And if I can go back, I want men to know that you need to work on yourself at a young age. Work out at a young age. Take care of yourself. Get some decent clothes. I had the worst clothes ever. I had no style at all. Okay? I wasn't getting haircuts every two weeks. I was having my mom cut my hair. She kept fucking up my hair. I looked like an idiot. I looked like a loser because I didn't take care of myself. Okay? It's the most important things, guys. Take care of yourself. Take care of the way you look. If you have acne, learn about it. Learn how to fix it. Change the foods you're eating. So it's all about self-improvement because when you feel good, when you look good, your confidence radiates. Okay? You can't feel good about yourself if you're a fat fuck out of shape. Luckily for me, I was never that guy, but I was very insecure. I was very insecure. And women can sense that. Now, if I can go back with the things I know, man, I could I could probably sleep with every single girl that was in my grade with the attitude I have now. Okay. One more thing about that before we, we talk about the coaching, because I think this would ring true with a lot of the listeners is when we say, when you said you were really insecure, was it about your looks? Was it about uh, your confidence? Was it about like thinking that you deserve to be with women or like, what was that insecurity? If you can remember, it was my confidence that I was never good enough for these girls. I was never the popular kid. I didn't have high status like them. I wasn't a known athlete. I was just a smart nerd that had acne. Um, I think the acne played a big role in being insecure. Yeah. I think it played a big role until you get that shit taken care of. Because I always felt like I wasn't good enough for these girls. And the worst mistake I ever did was getting too attached to the girls that I wanted and the ones that wanted me back. And I would just immediately push them away by not playing it cool, by acting like a beta male feminine bitch. And I could have had so many more women, so many more. But another thing before we go on, before I forget yeah. this, mm -hmm. I gossiped a lot. So I'll never forget how this one girl went up to me and she said, she said, Donna, you know how many girls are attracted to you, but they don't want to get with you because they know you have a big mouth. 
that's when it hit me. I was like, damn, like women don't like a gossiper. That is another thing I want you guys to learn. Never kiss and tell. I had the biggest mouth in high school telling girls like who slept with who. My friend said he slept with you. I actually like went up to a girl and said, you know, I can't believe you slept with my friend. Like I was attracted to you. She went off on my friend about that. Like, why would you tell him? And then he had to go off on me. And that's when I realized that was the biggest bitch move ever was gossiping about someone else's business. Keep that shit to yourself, fellas. Whoever you're sleeping with doesn't matter. No one has to know. Don't kiss and tell. Don't talk about other people's business. Women love a man who keeps his mouth shut. They don't want a chatterbox. You want to be the guy that other women gossip about. That's the guy you want to be. You want to remain mysteriously confident. When they ask you, oh, did you sleep with this girl? What? What are you talking about? I'm still a virgin. Or I don't kiss and tell. See, if I knew the game that I know now back then, I could have, like I said, I could have slept with so many more women. But you have to go through different phases of life. Yeah, I mean, it's always it's always easy to just think of James Bond. Like, would James Bond gossip to women about who he slept with and all this? Like, would he be going around telling everyone? It's like, oh no, you can't see him doing that. Yeah, then you know that's not something to do. He's a good archetype for men to learn from. Uh, okay, so I got a few more questions for you, but we will talk a little bit about. So again, guys, officially we we finally got it nailed down between something that Zar and I could make work. So the five-week coaching program that will include all of our products together from both of our websites and five weeks of hour-long sessions where we're going to sit there face-to-face -face with you guys on Zoom, go over anything you have, any questions, your dating profile, your text messages, questions you have about relationships, how to you know get this girl to notice you, whatever questions you have in your mind, you wish you could ask someone and sit down and chat about it. Uh, that we haven't narrowed down to either, again, January 3rd is the start date, Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. PST or 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time or Sunday nights starting January 7th, same time frame, 7 p.m. PST, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. How this works right now is we got we get we've been getting messages about guys like, hey, you know, can we still get in? We just started to send the links out to secure your spot with a hundred dollar deposit. So if you email us, you're still interested and you're ready to you know join this, we're going to give you a link for a $100 deposit to secure your spots. So we know you're serious. What then will come is Zar will send you his attraction ebook and a week before, so we're still talking with each guy that is interested in joining about Wednesdays or Sundays. We're going to try to make it work for the most amount of people that we can. Um, when Once we finalize that, a week before the start date, which we will announce to everyone through email that messages us or again on the podcast here, uh, that's when the rest of the payment will be due. So it's $599 total. So if you have your $100 deposit, it'll be $499 total that will be due a week before the start date. And once you pay that amount, you have access to all of our programs right then. Whenever you pay us, we'll get that. Some of you guys, if you want to message us and say, hey, who cares about the deposit? I'll just pay it full right now. You can get the products in all that right now in your hands to go through and dig into. But again, the start date will be January 3rd uh, or January 7th, either Wednesdays or Sundays. And uh, anything you want to add to that, Zar? Yeah. So they also have a payment option. Yes. Well. Great, great point. Yes. Especially because it's around the holiday time. I know if some guys, you know, hey, if, if you 
really want to do this, but you can't make that that rate of the four ninety nine large lump sum. We have payment plans available for you. So again, you can email either of us or DM either of us on Instagram, and you you know you can chat with us about that, and we'll figure something out that works for you. Uh, you know, I know that when I was learning all this stuff early on, man, I could barely afford a forty seven dollar ebook that I first bought and all that. So. If you really want to get this taken care of, you just need, you know, a little bit of a payment plan. We can work with you. Um, so you can email myself at support at textingprints.com or DM me on Instagram at textingprints or czar. You can email me at czar of dating, C-Z-A-R of dating at gmail.com. Or you could message me on Instagram, czar of dating. And you guys, you don't want to miss out on this because eventually the prices are going to go up. So we're giving you the holiday special right now, okay? You guys are going to learn all the secrets, all the techniques, how to change your attitude, how to change up your dating profiles. We're going to show you our dating profiles, why we have so much success with messaging women. That's where the texting prince comes in. So you guys have a great combination here, okay? If you want to go from beta to alpha, if you want to go from getting no ladies to becoming the ladies, man, we got you. This dud is the realest stud. thing. You want to go from dud to stud? You want to go from simp to pimp? <laughs> oh, we Whatever it is you guys want to do. Yeah, we're going <laughs> to we're gonna try our best to help you, guaranteed, if you yep. listen to us. Um, all right. So I got a few more questions for you, Zar. So we talked about some of your earliest, you know, your early on dating process journey. Um, when, so... What was the turning point that made you decide to start social media and decide that you want to actually help other men do this? Where did that idea come from? You know, come to you from how did you kind of think about that? And what was your mindset going into that? Well, first, I noticed how masculinity is in shambles and so many men are lost when it comes to dating. I didn't understand that until I started going on social media, listening to all these YouTube videos about the red pill movement and teaching men about women. And I didn't understand how basically bewildered a lot of men are when it comes to women and how weak men are. And I used to be there. Okay. So I understood where they're coming from. But at the same time, what really helped me start the whole social media movement was Two things, two factors. This one girl in the past who rejected me, I was very attracted to her. I liked her. I broke my rules once again. She rejected me in a nice way. She ended up reaching out a couple years later, messaging me on Instagram, and she had the balls to tell me that, hey, listen, I'm thinking of being an influencer. Um, I would appreciate it if you voted for me uh, so you can help me out. And I, I read this message. I was like, the balls on this fucking girl. Like, I haven't talked to her in how long. She rejected me, left me for a dude who was like five foot four, unattractive, had a kid with him. And she's asking me to vote for her to be an influencer. And I said, no, I'm not into that. I flat out told her, I was like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm not into that. Right? I actually stood up for myself because the beta me would have been like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, no problem. Right? But that shit is earned. Like, everything is earned with me now with the woman. I'm not going to just appease appease to you or seek your validation and approval. And the second factor was this toxic girl I started dating. When I told her about my idea, 
to start social media to help men on TikTok. And I hated TikTok, but I was going to use TikTok as a platform. I made a couple videos. She didn't like those videos. Like she's supposed to be on my team here. It wasn't even constructive criticism. It was the way she said it, where she was being very pugnacious and warlike about it. She was being combative. She was pissed off at me, but still, she sent me a video from another dating coach, this guy that had a man bun who had a lot of followers. She sent me a video about him basically pandering to women as a dating coach, like telling them what they want to hear. She sent me his video and said, this is what you should be talking about. Like, you should take notes from this guy. Basically supporting my enemy, like being on the team of another man. That's when I said, you know what? Okay, I'm going to show you. I ended up blocking her that night. Basically said, screw you. You can go do you. The next morning, before I'm on my way to work, I made a video that went viral. It was like my first video ever. To prove both of those girls, number one, the one that wanted me to vote for her to be an influencer, you're not on my level. I wanted to prove that to her. Like, no matter what you do, you're never going to outdo me. And she still has never outdone me. And to that toxic girl, okay, let me show you what I can do. And I made several viral videos within those two weeks. Okay, and it was all because of her. So I try to teach men, turn that pain into purpose. I turned all that pain and anger I got, and I expelled it into something useful. And I think that's where a lot of men go wrong now. They would rather sit, be angry, get emotional, instead of turning that pain into purpose that you could use for your own success. Use that as the fuel for your fire. Anytime you go through a breakup, anytime a girl does something to you and she wrongs you, don't get mad at the girl. Who cares about the girl? Do it for you. And I haven't stopped ever since. Once that girl started seeing me blow up, the girl I was dating that sent me the video of the other dating coach, she started hitting me up on FaceTime. I was posting pictures of me with other girls having fun. She started blowing up my phone. She started blowing up my phone, blowing up my phone. I said, you know what? Let me answer this girl. I answered her and I just said, what do you want? I was like, what the fuck do you want? And she started being nice to me. Right, The irony, she started being nice to me the second I stopped caring and giving her an attitude. And I told her, I was like, okay, you want to be back in my life? Write me an apology letter. Expressing exactly what you did, how you mistreated me, and I want you to apologize for it. Because we all know women don't take accountability for shit. So if I can punish her by making her sit down and think about what she's going to say and write me a one-page letter, that's very powerful. And apologizing for it. I didn't think she was going to do it. So... I blocked her once again. I'm with another chick in my bed. Just got done fucking her. Turn off the lights. It's midnight. Not even five minutes after I turned off the lights, I hear like 10 knocks on my door as if the FBI was there. And I knew it was her. I knew it was her. She showed up at my place unannounced. Okay. She wrote me the fucking letter. She ended up writing me the letter. But this is how powerful having boundaries are. But men are too scared. Men are too scared because I guarantee you not one man has ever put that girl in her place like that. Okay. That's when I really started learning about when women have high standards for men, men need to have high boundaries for women. You need to have boundaries for women or else they're going to walk all over you. And that girl was begging to be back in my life. That's when she first told me she loved me too. That's when I realized how powerful 
punishment is not in a negative way, but where you're not going to tolerate shit. So they have to invest something back in you if they want to come back in your life because they're at the bottom of the totem pole. Okay, that's when I started really learning about the game during with that situation. And I realized this is how you have to treat certain women when they get out of line. So what motivates you? Because there's there's a lot of things you could have started doing on social media, talk about nutrition, talk about weightlifting, all that, you know, um, what motivates you to help men? Like, what is it that excites you about helping a guy out with dating? Because ever since I was 17 years old, when I started learning pickup, that's all I ever talked about. All I ever talked about was women. You can go back to my friends from fucking 16 years ago. And they'll tell you that's all he ever talked about was picking up women, game, how to seduce women, getting rejected, using certain openers, certain lines. It goes on, right? The list goes on. So I've been this person. It's not like I just randomly decided to start attracting women and learning about the game. Like I've been learning about this for close to 17 fucking years without social media, without all these podcasts that you guys have. Okay, we have to start from the bottom and learn through rejection. So I know how the men feel when they feel like beta males or when they feel like they're too scared, too anxious to approach a girl. I know how it feels when you're the guy who's in a toxic relationship and your woman has stripped everything from you, including your dignity, and you are a hollow person of a man. I know how that feels. So I wanted to help the next person and teach them this is how it's done. Okay. All that is, you got to understand something 17 years of fucking experience. You can imagine how many rejections a man goes through, how many successful relationships he has, how many failing relationships he has, how many approaches he's done, how many women he slept with, how many shit tests he's passed, how many patterns he's recognized. You become a master at the game. So there's nothing a woman can throw at you at this point that you haven't seen already. So we can teach men certain things that they have never experienced in their life, but you're better equipped to handle it, okay? Because one little mistake when it comes to women, they're disqualifying you. It's game over. And I'll tell you what, Adam, women, yeah. I always enjoyed putting puzzle pieces together when I was a little kid. I enjoyed doing Legos. Anytime I would complete a 100-piece puzzle, my dad would get me a 500-piece puzzle. Once it was easy for me to do that, he would get me a 1,000-piece puzzle, and then it would just keep going on. Right, I always enjoyed doing organic chemistry and doing uh, doing calculus, putting puzzle pieces together. But women, they were the hardest puzzle piece I ever put together. That's why I was so fascinated with women. I think it was my insecurities that turned me into a superhero when it came to game and attracting women. It was those insecurities that pushed me to become better because I wanted to solve the greatest riddle life ever had to throw at us was the female mind. How to attract women. What do they want? without asking them. Okay. That's why I'm so fascinated with women and I'm going to keep going. I know you're going to keep going as well to educate these men that believe in us and want to learn the game. Like I still love learning the game. Yeah. And that, that's a really good point too. It, it is really the biggest puzzle piece because, um, and this is not something that, you know, guys listening, it's not like dedicate your life to women and all that. Cause it's the biggest puzzle piece. But when I look around at, it doesn't matter. I have, buddies that are just super successful businessmen, super successful salesmen. Um, you know, I have buddies that are successful athletes, all that stuff. But the one thing that 
they never have is that experience attraction that success with women and that's something that is with you for life when you understand this there's no greater feeling because that is the big in my opinion right the biggest puzzle piece that all guys wonder about most guys go through their life thinking when women can never be figured out but when you have that figured out then it's like dang this is makes life way more fun and i can learn all the other skills i want to learn now but i still have this in my back pocket that is a, a treasure chest that most guys never get. And the thing about learning about that is when you learn better, you do better, and then women treat you better. And that's when it's real fun because then you can really feel like, I know some of my buddies are just like, to me, I like look up to them in the business where I'm like, man, that guy is like a genius at business, all that. But he doesn't even get that. He gets that respect and admiration from people in the business world. He gets it from me, his buddies, but his wife treats him like, an absolute doormat. So he doesn't even get to fully live in that, you know, innate confidence that he deserves and should have because he doesn't have that final puzzle piece figuring out women. He has all the other things. So See, this really is, yeah. it's a... Because Adam, it's, it's a double-edged sword. And I want men out there listening to understand that it's a double-edged sword. I was too busy chasing women. Like when I was younger, I was too, too busy chasing women because that's all I ever wanted was to, to master the game, learn how to attract women, learn how to keep them, and be the man that all women adore. But at the same time, I was putting a lot of other things to the side while I was doing that. But a lot of other men, this is why it's a double-edged sword, they're busy chasing their purpose at a young age, trying to become successful. But where I became successful with, with women and then started focusing on my purpose, they became successful in their business, their hustle, whatever they're doing. But they don't know women. They don't understand women. So it's a double-edged sword, right? You can't really do both, okay? Either you're going to chase girls or you're going to chase your dream, your passion first. But as we know, women can take that all away from you. They can take all your money, all your success away from you if you don't put on the full armor of game, if you don't know how to handle yourself around women. So it depends what you guys want, but we can teach them without them chasing women. We don't want you chasing women because now you have mentors. You have coaches that can work with you to find that right balance in your life. We didn't have that. Either you were all in or you weren't in at all. And I was all in when it came to women. Even in college, I didn't take it seriously. I just cared about the girls and learning how to attract them. Okay, I was just getting by until I got my shit together and I stopped pursuing women, right? started focusing on bigger goals. But at the same time, I already understood the fundamentals. I had the game that I needed. I just needed to learn more about female nature. And that's when I read Rolo Tomasi's book, The Rational Male. That's when it all clicked for me because I already had the game, but I didn't have the deep-rooted understanding of female nature until I read that book. But now everyone's doing it backwards. They want to read that book, but not have any game. I did it where I already had the game. I just combined the two, the red pill knowledge of female nature. And guess what? That's a force to be reckoned with. Now you are the ultimate ladies, man. Yeah, well said. All right, I got one last question for you, then I'll let you finish off with any other thoughts you want to you know, tackle about this that are on your mind. So I know you don't have any children, right? Like myself, we don't have any children. But let's just say that you had a son in the future. 
what would you try to instill and teach him about women so that he doesn't become some beta simp sucker? Um, what what are some lessons you might be able to give teach a son of yours, you know, about about women and what to be cautious of or what to, you know, how to prosper? What would you teach your son about women? First, I would number, I would definitely teach him Bible game. Okay. I would try to incorporate God, trying to have him sustain the morals that he should have, right? As a good dad, you want to teach your son morals and boundaries. But at the same time, I want him to learn about female nature, right? So I'll read him certain scriptures from the Bible and connect it to women. Okay. I'll teach him mistakes that I made. I don't want him to make those same mistakes. I want to teach him to open up to me. If there's a girl you like, if you want any tips, any advice, I'm going to teach you. Okay. Because no one taught me, even though I found out years later, my dad was a player, right? But he never told me. He never taught me the game. He only taught me which women to stay away from when I brought them and introduced those girls to him. And he knew right off the bat, she's no good for you, right? Get away from her. And I thought he was just being, oh, come on, you know, he's being my dad. Like, what does he know? And he was fucking right. It was the same girl that broke into my parents' place and stole money. Like, he was right. And I was like, how the fuck did he know that? Like, how did he know that? So I don't want to hide that from my kids, okay? So I'll teach him the foundation through the Bible, combining that with game and women, and also the rational male. Like, I want you to learn the fundamentals. This is the truth about women. Every boy should read that book in middle school or in high school. Okay. And then we could talk about that, any questions he has. But I would also have him listen to all the podcasts, the full armor of game. 100%. <laughs> listen to all those podcasts. Uh, all right. So what is there anything you want to, you know, any last thoughts you want to have on this? Uh, anything you want to say or you feel yes. like we got... Oh, yeah, so, go for it. so the most important thing I want men to learn is turn that pain into purpose. Okay. The second thing I want men to learn, you need to have high boundaries for women. Don't ever let a woman take advantage of you because they took advantage of me growing up in middle school and high school. And there was nothing more emasculating. There's nothing that hurt more, especially when they're supposed to send a specific text to one of their girlfriends and they send it to you by accident making fun of you and using oh, yeah. you. And I yeah, got that text. Tough. And when I read it, my heart dropped. And that was like God's way of saying like, these bitches are taking advantage of you and they're making fun of you. Okay. So I don't want that happening to you guys, but you need to transform yourself into the best possible masculine men that you can become. Don't take shit from anyone. I don't care how beautiful she is, how big her boobs are, how big her ass is. I don't care. If she's an influencer on Instagram, I don't care how bad she is, okay? Your respect is all you have as a man. And you have to be willing to die for your respect. And women have to see that, okay? Last thing I want to end with is my beta male story. This is the first story I talk about in my attraction ebook so I can connect with men out there. I've been in your shoes. We all have a beta male story. You have a beta male, beta male story as well, Adam. Certainly we all do. So I was... 17, 18, senior year in high school, right? There was this badass cheerleader, short, blonde, blue-eyed cheerleader, okay? Beautiful body. She was like the unicorn. It was, it was very difficult to get with this girl from what I knew. A lot of guys in our high school didn't get with her, or she knew how to keep it a secret. 
Who knows? But she was like the unicorn that was hard to get. So my best friend, rest in peace, we would always go to his house, who was a town over. He would always have the best parties. He was European. He had a finished basement, loud music, stereos, bar down there. So his house was known for the house parties. She's there. It's me, my brother, his friends. My brother was a year older than me. Okay, so we had the same friends. I had the same friends as him. So on our way back, my brother's friend is driving. His best friend is driving. My brother's in the passenger seat. I'm in the back. So we were talking about that hot girl. Her name is Tony. T-O-N-I. Sorry, Tony, if you hear this, but I don't give a fuck. So we're talking about this girl, okay? And we had a saying back then, I want your pot of gold. So this was a saying. This is You guys have to understand this, why we were saying that, I want your pot of gold. So we had this other beta friend. We still call him beta. I don't hang out with him anymore. But he was this beta friend who kept saying how his girlfriend's vagina is made out of gold, right? So we transformed it into, I want your pot of gold. We would always make fun of him. So we were bringing up that girl who was at the party, Tony, and I told them, I was like, you know what? I'm going to text her, I want your pot of gold, just to see what happens. We're like, fuck it, who cares, right? So they said, no, you're not. You're not going to text her that. I was like, I am. Watch. I texted her, I want your pot of gold. I'll never forget. It was like midnight. Okay, we're on our way home. She texts me back and she says, LOL, what does that mean? With a question mark. I told my friends that. I told my brother and his best friend that. I replied with, you know exactly what that means. Then she texted me and said, ha, 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 where are you? Meet up with me. When I showed my brother and his best friend that text, they couldn't fucking believe it. They're like, no way. They're like, no way this shit worked. But that's when I started understanding, make bold statements. Who gives a fuck? Okay, alphas make bold statements. So I meet up with her. She pulls up probably a block away from where we lived. Okay, me and my brother. It was raining that night as well. I get in her car. She had this piece of shit black car they don't even make anymore. I get in her car. We're talking for like two minutes. We start making out heavy. I couldn't believe this is happening. And when you're still like a beta male and you're like, damn, I can't believe I'm getting with this girl, right? Wait until everyone finds out about this. You're all giddy like a fucking loser. Like you've never been around a beautiful girl. She takes her top off. She takes her top off and all you see are her beautiful pink nipples. Beautiful chest as well. Beautiful breasts. She wasn't wearing a bra. In the middle of hooking up with her, when she pulls her top down and I'm staring at her tits, I told her, listen, I can't do this. I don't want this to be just a one-time thing with you. Right? If anything's going to happen, you know, I want, I want something more. I want something yeah. more from you. If, if you can go back and look at the expression on her face after I said this, you could instantly tell she was drier than my grandmother's yeah. Thanksgiving turkey. She just dried up. She didn't even know what to say. She's like, uh, okay. She couldn't believe I said that. So me thinking, yeah, you know, I got her. Like, I'm the boss. You know, no other guy has said that to her. She <laughs> drops me off. She 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 drove off, right? I'm still all giddy thinking, yeah, you know, wait until everyone finds out about this. So next day at school shows up. This story's not even over. Next day at school shows up. In my mind, I think we're hooking up. Right? Back in the day, if you kiss someone, oh, we're talking now. Right? We're hooking up like such and such is dating or talking to such and such. 
I walk up to her locker. It's early in the morning. And she gives me that look. And it was this horrid look. Like she couldn't believe I was standing there. I was basically waiting to walk her to her class. Okay. <laughs> and now when I read her body language, Adam, she was basically saying like, why is he here right now? Like, get away from me. She was giving me the cold shoulder and I couldn't read it at that time. She barely said any fucking words to me. We're walking to her classroom and she's like a couple feet ahead of me. Like basically she doesn't want to be seen with me. Okay. After that, I got the hint and I realized where I fucked up like years later. And this is where a lot of guys mess up. They get so caught up in a girl that now they want to be with her or they try showing her that they're different. No, I'm different. I don't want to just use you for a one-time thing. I want you to be my girlfriend. I'm not going to treat you like these other jerks or assholes. That was always my mentality I've been programmed with, okay? Everyone made fun of me about that night. To this day, Adam, and I want you viewers listening to this, I still get made fun of periodically when my friends bring this up. They're like, hey, remember that one time you could have slept with Tony and you totally blew it? <laughs> They'll still bring that up. But she found out. Like, she found out that I told everyone. Okay, which made me look like an even bigger beta male. Now, the solution to this, I want you guys to, to focus on the solution. What I would have done differently if I can go back. I would have fucked her brains out. I would have told me. I would have told her to drop me off. I have to go meet up with another girl right now. And I would have never talked to her ever again. I swear, if I could have played it differently, that's exactly what I would have done. I would have gave her that hot beef injection, told her, listen, I got to go. I have to meet up with another girl and just ignored her. Okay. And I guarantee you, she would have been chasing me that entire month, whatever. Okay. At least that would have been the better move than what I did. Yeah, because okay. you came in with all this confidence, mystery with the I did, text. but thank you. And then but, in person, yes. when the big moment came up, you went beta on her, basically. You friend-zoned you yourself yeah. in that sense, and she was like, this is incongruent. This yeah, guy was it wasn't confident. Even, he was it wasn't mysterious. even friend zone. It wasn't even friend zone. It was the repulse zone. Like, yeah. she didn't even want to be friends with me, okay? It was the repulse zone. But you're absolutely right. I failed the congruency test. This yeah. is why, men, you can't act like something you're not. This is who I am. This is who Adam is. If you're going to say something, you mean it. That's why the whole Will Smith slap didn't work with Jada Pinkett, because she knows he's not that dude. Like, we go back home. He's a puppy dog. He's a pussy. Now he wants to act tough. It's like the guy who's on vacation with his wife who wants to act tough all of a sudden. But when they go back home, he's busy washing dishes, rubbing her feet, and being a cute little beta male. You fail the incongruency test. And that's exactly what I did. So... When I was 21, years later, I, I ended up working with her mom at the salon. It was Tony's fucking mom that was working at the salon. She was an aesthetician. She would do waxing, like eyebrows, whatever. I was working the front desk. My aunt got me that job. Her mom was so attracted to me, I could have slept with her. But I didn't because I was already sleeping with another hairdresser at that same salon. <laughs> so if if that other you could have been you could have been Tony's there, stepdad. I could have been. <laughs> I swear Go this is a true story. It's crazy how it runs in full circle. But her mom always took care of me, like she had my back. She always defended me because a lot of women gossiped at the salon. Her mom was the most loving woman ever. Okay, and I'm happy I didn't sleep with her. Right, I could have as revenge. What's the the best revenge you can get is sleeping with someone's mom, right? <laughs> but Still, you know, it, it it was a learning lesson, fellas. Okay. Yeah. 
once you have an opportunity, a small window to sleep with a girl, if you don't take it, I'm not talking about if she's drunk. Don't ever do that. If a girl is inebriated or high or drunk, I'm talking about you two are sober. Okay. Maybe you had a drink or two and you have an opportunity to sleep with a girl and you are passive and you don't take it. You're never going to get that opportunity ever again. Ever. 99% of the times when I was in a situation with a girl I could have slept with, I never got that opportunity ever again. So you have a small window, fellas. I'm talking about girls that were sober, right? I don't know what the excuse was, whatever, in my beta days. But remember that, okay? Don't think you're just going to be able to get it again. All right. Well done. So we, we heard more about Zar's dating journey. That was fun. That was a lot of stuff that I had never known before. Like embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah. Zar, embarrassing. Zar and I, we both don't know each other's full story like this. So that's why we thought it'd be interesting to, to do a podcast like this as well. Um, thank you guys for listening. And uh, once again, if you guys are interested, starting January either 3rd or January 7th, send us each or either of us an email or a DM on Instagram. And uh, we'll, we'll fill you in on the details. It's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, it's going to be a big time growing experience for you. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you, guys. Take care.